Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yes, this week we watched episodes five through eight of Flower of Evil. It might be because I've been watching like six other shows. I just watched so much TV this week. Um... <laughs> But it feels like we've been watching this show forever in the best way. Yeah, I feel like I... So it feels like one of those things where the character development of this show is so strong and the story development of this show is so strong that it feels like we've been really buried in it forever. But also, I I think it's because it's very unexpected. Like, we reached certain parts of the plot much sooner than I would have expected to. Yeah, what is this? Cha Ji-won knows that her husband is Do hyun Su in, like, freaking episode 5? Yeah. Like, no time at all. First of all, commendable detective skills, for sure. <laughs> She's I doing great. I think he great. told her. Yeah. But you know. He didn't do a great job of hiding it. <laughs> Um, none of them have done a great job at anything since the show started. It sounds like for about, uh, how many years was it? 10 or 15 years that things were going super great for him. And he was doing a really good job of hiding it. And then in like two weeks, he's lost it all. He's lost it all. It has spiraled out of control so quickly. That's fine. Yeah. It's like you said, because it's not going as expected. It's not like she immediately arrests him and is like, we can solve this case while you are in jail for being a murderer. Yeah. Or like, we, I don't know, the whole, I mean, this is jumping to the end of the episodes for sure, but her whole, I mean, it's playing on K. What more, do, on K. <laughs> what more does anyone expect from us at this point? But she has decided she's going to leave him, I, which I think is fair. I couldn't tell when, though. I thought she was like, I'll leave him when our daughter is grown, and then we'll get a divorce, like, after she Unha has left the house. What? Yeah. Well, I I thought it was, I will leave him once we catch the actual accomplice to the serial murders. Okay. I think that's her goal because she found out he doesn't feel love for her in the same breath that she found out that he never murdered anyone. Wow, that was a twist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it a little bit. They were leading up to that in the tiniest ways of like every time he was going to murder someone like Kim, Yoo Kim Moo Jin and uh, the cab driver. I could look at his name, whatever. The cab driver, he didn't. He let them go. He decided they were worth more alive. But it was also like, but maybe he's just not a murderer. Yeah. Like, it was super cool that there was a twist that it was his sister, though. That was crazy. Yeah, so he's never, because that's the one murder he's also admitted to. And he does so pretty... He goes really straightforward with it in kind of a nothing-to-lose type way, which is to say it's very convincing the way he has always admitted to it because he just doesn't really come off as a liar, I guess. I don't know. 
Hard to say. He has lied about a lot of things. So maybe that isn't the most accurate assessment. (laughs) He's doing the best job. Yeah, but it's one of those things where uh, that's how he convinced the reporter. You know their names. We know Raquel doesn't know their names. Kim Mujin. I know his name. Yeah, so I think we talked about this last time, too, because they say 800 times. (laughs) Um, But Kim Mujin catches him, sort of, in not a lie, I guess. Catches him off guard of him admitting to the murder of the village leader, but not admitting to being the murderer of the man at the restaurant. And so that's kind of the thing that convinces Kim Woo-jin that he isn't guilty, uh, or or there's more to the story, you know? And then yeah. all come to find out that he hasn't ever murdered anyone, because the single murder that he even was willing to let be pinned on him isn't him. It was his sister. Oh, I'm so interested in that storyline. What is that? Yeah, and then for a while, I figured she was going to be the accomplice. I just thought that was... Yeah, me too. Which I'm still not convinced she's not, actually. I am going to say that, which is... I don't know. It's hard because we only have the information they've presented us with, but it's that thing where she hands him that keychain, but she's the only person that saw the man who had it there's the witness oh yeah the- and he's a he's got a man's voice technically i thought it could be her with a voice a very heavy like duty. there was a yeah voice modulator <laughs> yeah yeah but the witness yeah saw a man put the victim in the car so like what there probably is a man accomplice and that sucks We needed to wrap this up a little more cleanly. It would have been cool if the daughter was the only accomplice. Right? Also, it's tricky because it's one of those things where I almost wanted it to be someone we had met already really early on. But now Mm -hmm. I can't think of anyone who fits except Kim Woo Jin. But she saw his face. The, uh, The sister saw the accomplice's face and she knows Kim Woo Jin, so... Yeah, and she had. She said he had like a really soothing voice, and she sat and talked with him for a while. So yeah, you would think she would know. Like, oh, this is my boyfriend. That's that's my boyfriend. Yeah. So I get out of here. Been dating you, so so uh, you're doing a bad job at hiding your identity. <laughs> Real quick sidetrack. We can come back to all the mystery, because there is a lot of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just the quickest sidetrack. Apparently, I'm very into this storyline of first loves meeting after they become adults, and they have two separate lives. I think that's a trope. I think there are shows where that happens. I've never seen one. But man, am I really digging this Kimujin Dohesu storyline, even though she's an actual murderer and she shouldn't be shipped <laughs> with anybody, because she did a murder. Well, she I did think, a murder. I think that there is. I mean, we're about to get into some tricky philosophy here, because no one deserves to be murdered, per se. But I am kind of getting the feeling that there's 
a motive behind her killing him that I would sort of get behind. Just a gut feeling, feel like it's some kind of sexual assault thing. Yeah, that was my impression as well. You kind of just jumped to that conclusion Yeah, and like based I th- on her explanation. It's not that I believe in vigilante justice, but it's hard to completely condemn a woman for defending herself against sexual assault, even if it's to the death. Yeah. It still feels like it's... that self-defense thing, you know? That, um... Yeah. It's excessive, for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to completely condemn. Yeah. So, she probably deserves a pairing, maybe, but she should also, um, maybe have gone to trial for... Yeah, that, I guess that's the that's the thing of it, right? Is that, like, we can... Uh, speculate as much as we want about the morality of her situation but if you're gonna let your brother take the fall and then you both go on the run it's like no then maybe you don't deserve good things in life yeah that's where I draw the line the murder was iffy but I draw the line at framing your brother for it and then going on the run Yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, and she clearly didn't want to. He kind of put her in that situation. He jumped right in. He jumped right into framing himself. He did not hesitate. He was ready. He was ready to feel like a murderer without actually being a murderer. Which is interesting psychology. Yeah, I really wish I had studied more antisocial personality disorder. Because wow, do I know nothing about it. It seems like he's very loyal to his sister and is like, I am a broken person. Like, he has convinced himself of that since everyone in the village has told him that his whole life. So he's like, I can take the fall for this. That's fine. Yeah, it's also, uh, it's so hard because, like you said, I haven't, I also haven't studied anything pertaining to antisocial personality disorder, that's some bonus episode material, you know? I'm not going to research <laughs> we're gonna it. We're going to get our PhDs and we're going to come back. <laughs> For the bonus episode, just you wait. Bonus episode, Flower of Evil, two PhDs, one podcast. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> but uh, I haven't even really looked up much about it, I guess, getting my internet PhD. Um, But part of me wonders if also he was misdiagnosed, Um, Mm. which is to say a lot of the stuff he was talking about um, or the way he talked about things wasn't inherently violent or, or dangerous, I guess, when he was in the interview with the child psychologist. To me, I don't know, it's one of those things where I could very much see many different types of personality disorder leading a kid to say, yeah, I threw a dog in the sewer because I didn't, I wanted to get rid of his owner, but I didn't want to hurt his owner, which is, I mean, it's sad, can't stand the fact that he threw a dog in the sewer, but at the same time, it it's almost... It's one of those, like, almost logical but not actual, 
I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's not inherently violent. It's more him saying this person was being unpleasant and I didn't want to kill like you can't kill a human so i he didn't torture the dog you know he wasn't torturing the animals for the love of hurting them it was more that he had a goal that he didn't know how to get to within the bounds of society i guess that they put i don't know i've stammered my way through this very awkward explanation on how i feel he may not be even as bad as everyone told him he was or even as bad as his diagnosis was, uh, he very much seems like not a murderer, but just a awkward person who was told you have murdery tendencies and your dad is a murderer, so clearly you're a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those mysteries of the show where I don't quite believe all the animal abuse that they have recorded on his record. Mm-hmm. I think they said there's something with a cat and the story with the dog. And then there's a scene with a rabbit and his father is like pressuring him to torture the animal. So it's all a little like we're not quite sure what is happening. We're never quite sure what's happening with this show. So it it feels believable to say like he might not have enjoyed torturing animals like someone with uh, serial killer tendencies might be interested in that. Um, yeah, it's it's hard for us to say what all that means, but like you said, there could be another reasoning. It could be more logic-based, like you said, where he doesn't quite have the emotional capacity that most people have so he uses logic to solve his situations and for some reason he decided that these doing these things to animals was the logical thing to do perhaps to save them from bad situations or to put them out of their misery or you know something that we don't see on screen and we don't have an explanation for. Right. Yeah. It's we don't know. And don't I think know. the the show is intentionally misleading us as they constantly are. Right, cuz at the very beginning as far as we were all concerned he was a murderer cuz we've got the information they present us with. So now as little things are coming out, it's easier to I guess do some predictions, but it's still hard to do predictions. <laughs> It's super hard, especially this show has so many twists that I never see coming, and I love it for that. I think I'm very used to at least you being able to predict what's (laughs) going to happen in a K-drama, whereas this one, I feel like we never know what's going to happen next, and that's so cool and so terrifying. Yeah, this is one of the most unpredictable shows I've ever seen, um, for sure. Just thinking about how many little moments, just micro moments, where I thought, oh, the sister is the accomplice. Oh, absolutely, she's not. She clearly cares a lot and is hurting, and oh, the accomplice is a man. Okay, definitively, she is ruled out. Okay, all right. And then um, stuff like 
where the investigation went, the detective's investigation, or even how quickly they were able to find uh, Hyung Su. Is that right? Is that the name he goes by? No. Uh, who? The main guy. Oh. Not murderer. The not murderer? I mean, the murderer. The murderer, not murderer. Because we talked about how he's not a murderer. Do Hyun Su. Do Hyun Su. Um, so, I, I guess there was the investigation into him and then also him being caught by the cab driver. I did not expect that to resolve as quickly as it did. I just, there was so many things that I expected to go on for so much longer. And then there's stuff that I think is resolved that was a one-off and then it comes back. Like the boy whose dad was poisoning his mom. Or, I guess, yeah. just drugging her. And so is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sadder than ever. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> he cannot catch... That little kid can't catch a break. Oh. And so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Your storyline is a real bummer. Because now it looks like he might somehow be wrapped up in the accomplice's storyline at this point. Because he's going to the job... Imp- like, job agency that yeah. we think that one of the murder victims went to and that's how she met the accomplice. Damn. And so just go home. Just go home. See your mom. She seems fine. Super stable. Oh yeah. The most. Not not she loves you a lot. She loves you a lot and that's what matters. Just go home. Okay bud. <laughs> Please don't get murdered. Please. And talk to the cop. She's trying to help. We had that scene that you were totally right. It was the very first scene of the show. And I kind of thought, again, I kind of thought that would come way later in the drama. Same. I thought that was an endgame type thing. Yeah. And they were like, no, no, no. He's going to drown in episode five. Oh, beautiful. You were so right. They weren't just making out. She was definitely bringing him air. I'm (laughs) the dumbest person in the world. But, like, so fast. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, the way they presented that scene, even, in the f- in the opening scene, that moment, was very different, also, because it doesn't show her going up and taking, like, a mouthful of air and coming back down. It's just, like, her swimming over to him and making out with him. That's fair. <laughs> so... It was a little more ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I think that was one of the only scenes where how it turned out, the resolution of the scene was frustrating to me. Only in that um, three people were on the brink of death and three people survived. Yeah, all three. I, I expected us to lose one person and I thought it would be the cop. I thought it would be the cop. I hoped it would be the cab driver. But wow, to lose none of them (laughs) is like, okay, I don't know. I just feel like maybe it's a trope that we've seen a couple times now. I can't name where, but I feel like recently shows have just been doing a lot of like, people are going to die. That's the cliffhanger is that people are going to die. And then they don't die. And I'm like, oh, wow. 
You used my emotions. Yeah, we experienced it at least once in good casting, and I won't say at what part, because we're not talking about good casting, so no spoilers if you haven't seen it. But I remember that as well, so it feels like we're running okay. into it a lot lately. Maybe that was it. But yeah, it's fine. It's a choice. It makes the stakes feel a little bit lower when everyone makes it out of a really dangerous near-death experience. Yeah. And to even even to the extent of they don't even show Detective Che, I think his name is, in the first, like, 20 minutes of the next episode. And you're just like, I assume he's not dead because everybody's walking around like normal. But, wow, did they really not mention him once? <laughs> For a while? Like, 50% of this next episode where you're wondering, did he live? You will not know. You will not even hear his name. You will not even hear his name. Grace the lips of his co-workers <laughs> who supposedly care deeply about him. And work with him often, constantly. Every day, they're a team, some would say. And then he walks in and he's like, none of you even visited me? And you're like, none of them even visited you? <laughs> who are you to them? Do not be friends with people who don't visit you after you're stabbed. And they're there, on site. Okay, we. I think we can give Juwan a pass. She was a little bit stressed. But that little yeah. Hubei needed to go and see his sunbae. He needed to get over there. That's on you, bud. That's on Sorry. you. Sorry. Wan gets so many passes. She was going through a lot. She was simultaneously worried her husband would die and starting to suspect he might be involved with some murders. So... That's a lot to take on. <laughs> Oh, Chachi Wan's storyline is probably the craziest of anybody's. Yeah, when I really like put that into perspective, because there was a part where I got a little bit mad that she was so aggressively looking into, like, when she took her husband into the basement where his father killed people or held people before killing them. I don't know the exact timeline of this particular particular serial murder spree um but uh that seems like so much and it's hard because i know that it's one of those we know more than she does at that point and so it's easier to kind of sympathize with what's going on with him because he is being dragged down into a basement that clear and then being played a cassette and all of it is clearly affecting him emotionally in a way that he can't control or deal with. And you've learned that he probably isn't involved in all of these murders, so you're kind of sad that he's being put through that by his own wife. Uh, and her side is just so weak. Where she's like, I just want to trigger him and make him try and kill me. So I can That's what, shoot plan. him? Yeah, so I can be justified in shooting and then hopefully arresting him and putting him on trial as a murderer. You're like, that's the plan? That's your whole plan? I thought you were supposed to be a talented detective. Yeah, and like, for a while there, it seemed like your plan was to kind of do all this behind his back, and I was into that. I was into this whole, like, now you've both got secrets. And look at you go, being a secret detective, finding all these clues, and you're going to piece them together. 
and then be like, I know it's you, and I found out that you're not a murderer. I have discovered, with all my clues and all my detecting, that here are the crimes. Like, she, she has this speech with the, um, the widow of the first victim, of the uh, Chinese restaurant murder victim, and she's like, Do Hyun-su has never sat on trial for murder. We don't know if he's a murderer. I just want to find out what crimes he has committed and put him on trial for those crimes. Like, that is my goal here. You're like, that's kind of sweet. Like, she's acknowledging that she doesn't have all the facts. All she has is all these rumors that have been flying around for years. And she's not necessarily on her husband's side, but on the side of, like, innocent until proven guilty. I'm going to find out what crimes he has committed. Apparently stealing someone's identity is one of them. That's pretty bad, but definitely not as bad as murder. And then two seconds later, she's like, I'm going to get him to murder me so that I can prove he's a murderer and I can shoot him. And you're like, where did this come from? (laughs) This doesn't, because just a minute ago, you seemed like the kind of cop that was the kind of cop we want to see a cop be. Like a normal person. Yeah. Who is also a cop. I'm trying to put someone through the system that probably needs to go through the system and be determined by a jury of their peers or however it works for the Korean legal system. I'm not sure. It's been four years and we still haven't learned. (laughs) But you were going to do that. And now look at you. What are you doing in this basement trying to trigger him to have some sort of attack? What What is your expected outcome? That's also very dangerous because you put yourself in a situation where your kid could lose both parents in one day. Let's not do that. She cannot live with her grandparents forever. Have you met them? They're so much. Yeah, whoa, okay. Um, Because, okay, so obviously she's got one very dedicated grandparent. We're switching. Yeah. We're on Unha now, everyone. <laughs> We're on Unha now, and I felt so bad for her little grandma for dropping her off at evil grandmas and being like look i've got stuff to do like i love this little baby but she can't be at my house every single day i don't know what her dad and mom are doing her dad like used to just stay home and take care of her and now i do not know now i do not know and i cannot handle it i cannot raise a child i did that once and like kudos to you for like standing up for yourself and being like I am not the only living grandparent. Someone else take this child. I mean, good for her. And then evil grandma immediately shredded the little baby genius's notebook. I still... They're trying to explain it as, like, she's just got angry outbursts. I think she's got, like, manic depression or something. Okay. I'm not sure. That makes more sense. Because she... At one point, she hits Do Hyun Soo. She slaps him, and she's like, I'm so sorry. Next time I get angry, just, like, tie my hands behind my back so I can't do anything. Like, yeah, she seems to have these outbursts that she can't really control, and that's probably why she ripped up the math notebook. But it's like, I don't know, it's that thing about mental health where there's not an explanation that you can be satisfied with because you're outside of them, And I need to remind myself of that. This is me talking to me right now because I'm like, I just don't get it. I just don't understand why she's so mad at the math notebook. And then I'm like, that's 
you don't need an explanation for somebody's mental health. Like <laughs> it's just where they're at. And it's her- just where they're at. And it sounds like she's seeked help in the past, but it's harder to healthily cope, I think, when you're you've given your uh invalid son's identity to a potential serial killer. And I think the husband is a big part of her getting help where he at one point is like your depression's acting up again go get some pills and it's like uh I guess that's a cure for depression but also like it's not saying go get some help it's just saying go get some medicine yeah go put a band-aid on this thing I don't want to deal with yeah he seems like I mean the entire reason they have a fake son is that he wants to protect his career. Yeah. So it makes sense that he's like, I would sacrifice both my son and, of course, my wife for my career. I don't care if she's struggling. I don't want her to get help because that would look bad for me. You know what's interesting? Maybe I missed very important context. Perhaps I looked away from the screen at the time when the one line that would have made it all make sense was flashing across it. Who's to say honestly? (laughs) But I guess I don't understand why he couldn't have his job and deal with his son's condition. It's, so there's, so there's two questions here. One is what happened to his son? Yeah. Where his response was, Just like you, he got into an accident. And you're like, a different accident from the one we saw? He gets directly after? Yeah, he's got a lot of accidents. Like, I don't know. It's a non-explanation. Second question, how in the world would that affect your career? I just, I guess I've never been the director of a hospital. But I wouldn't think having a sick son would hold you back from that. Yeah, literally the only thing I can think of is if his son was maybe drinking and driving or something. Oh, that makes sense. I was thinking, I don't know, like obviously it's dark, but it's the only thought that I can come up with of just uh, people vying for the position saying, you will be distracted you won't be able to commit fully to your role as the director if you've got other things on your mind, like such huge things going on in your personal life. What if he hit his son? No. It would be hard to punch someone into a coma. Yeah. (laughs) But, I don't know, I could see him, like, now that we've seen the anger... He might have, like, pushed him down the stairs or something. Mm-hmm. We've also seen stuff like how he's willing to help his not-son do a murder in a hospital. Yeah, what was that? He's, like, really mad that he didn't murder someone. Yep. It's like, well, if you wanted it... Like, isn't that better? Yeah, isn't also... good? If you wanted it done, hey, if you wanted the damn thing done... Stop being a coward. Murder him yourself. Murder him yourself. I'm not a murderer. I've never murdered anyone. You can't anyone. prove I am. <laughs> no one's ever proven me 
guilty of murder. But thank you for your son's identity. I'll take it and be a little bit afraid of me. Thank you. I'll also be a little bit afraid of you because I don't understand your motivations. Yeah, that guy is a wild card for real, though. (laughs) So weird. Also, I was pretty spooked the way he talked about his six-year-old not-granddaughter when he decided she was just snooping all over the house and she needed to stay quiet. I was a little worried he was going to get a hit out on a six-year-old. I mean, the only hit Manny knows is her father. (laughs) So, like, I think she's safe. But yeah, the dude with the spooks, can you please not... Just look at her. Just don't look at her. Don't acknowledge her. Let your wife have a grandchild. Yeah. That That whole conversation was so frustrating. It's something that we shouldn't even talk about because we will never understand the pain of a parent seeing their child on life support for so many years. But wow, to just accuse your wife of like not caring as much as you care because she's not living in mourning every second of every day. It's like, hey, bud, how about you get up off your high horse, especially since you are out living your life as normal, and uh, chill out a bit. Just like, what are you doing, bud? What are you doing, bud? What's your life about? I don't trust him. I think he's the accomplice. <laughs> Can you imagine though if they put that twisty twist in there? That would actually make so much more sense as to why he let Do Hyunsu be his son now. Whoa. What if he's a serial killer? What if he's a serial killer? Come on, show. We don't know where this is going and it's hard to make predictions. <laughs> so we're this just gonna make the weirdest ones we can. Um hey, Remember when uh, the not-grandma takes her son off of life support, but then he lives? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> How are that we doing? That was another, another huge thing that like happened way before I thought it would happen. Oh yeah, that feels like some episode 10 stuff at, like, at, at the, the earliest. <laughs> I would say like episode 14, yeah, when yeah. like... Everything's finally coming together and everything has to fall apart. Yeah. Like, episode 14's the episode where everything has to get ruined. Maybe that's the episode he'll be ready to come back to real life and he and Jiwon will fall in love. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I want Jiwon to have love, but I don't know how she's going to get it at this point because, man... This boy is such a perfect husband. Yep. Besides the lack of empathy. And the loving her. They're not loving the lo- her thing. Besides not being able to feel, he's a pretty perfect husband. Yeah, he's a pretty cute dad, too. Oh, that'll be hard to beat. Yep. Good luck, real one. <laughs> Good luck, real one. <laughs> You could do it, you want. Um, dang, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's when he'll be ready, yeah, to step into his his new life as a dad. 
to a daughter that's not his. Do you feel like maybe Hyunsu isn't going to make it to the end of this drama? Because that's I do get that feeling, actually. I think that would be convenient as an ending, because I don't know what his trial will look like. It seems all pretty convoluted and hard to find evidence of cases that are 18 years old. So, like, I don't know. It just seems more convenient if, like, a lot of people die. It's a good wrap-up to the show. <laughs> good, clean wrap-up. Well, oh. it does feel like that's how it's going to wrap up. How it it's going to shake right? out. Yeah, just everyone dies. Just a lot of people die. And Remember how Kim Jin has a tape that, like, we don't know what's on it? Oh, and yeah. he might be a murderer? And he did get it back. I mean, he has no place to be upset about his ex-girlfriend, first love, being a murderer if he did a murder. Even if it was one of those things where I think it was just, like, I think it was a murder by not speaking up and i think it was just the serial killer the dad serial killer um mm. because it sounds like he was pretty tight with him based on one single conversation they had in his apartment where Kimajin? uh yeah he cuz he's talking to the sister and she mentions that he used to he was like the only person that would talk to Hyunsu and he used to follow her dad around or do what her dad said or I don't know, just something that implied that he actually knew her dad and oh. was maybe more complicit in everything that happened than he's letting on to. What? I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I need to pay more attention. Again, maybe it's one of those things where like when you've done a lot of K drama reading, sometimes you do start to lose it a little bit, which is to say your ability to read every single line that pops up on the screen. Maybe that's just me. I don't know why I'm like this. I keep binge-watching them. I just watch four episodes at a time, and then I'm like four hours in, and I'm... Yeah. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought everyone accused Do Hyun Soo of following his dad around, which was still very weird. I don't know, it's that hard thing where it's not clear what his relationship with his dad is. Like, he might have known that his dad was a serial serial killer. Yeah. But his dad might also have been teaching him metal craft, and that's nice. Right. So he stuck around. What if it comes out that his dad wasn't a serial killer? <laughs> I think that's really not going to happen. But if we, okay, if we're trusting that Hyunsu isn't a liar, um... Who's to say if we actually are? But if we are trusting that he's not a liar, he tells the cab driver that he found out at the same time as everyone else that his dad was a serial killer. He said, I found out the same way you did when it came up on TV. Oh, that's an interesting hypothesis because he followed his dad around a lot. And so maybe his dad was also framed and the accomplice <laughs> stole his car every night to go kill new people and then put all the nails in his workshop. And then the dad, when he was about to be found out, killed himself instead of going on trial. 
It doesn't sound right when I say it, but it sounded right when you said it. Um, maybe I was into it. Maybe the dad was the accomplice, and he had motives for serial killing. Mm, still doesn't sound perfect. It's, we're not quite there. We're going to workshop this. <laughs> we'll come back next episode with even better theories. <laughs> it's just so unpredictable. It's impossible to know what's going on. Uh, okay, let's go watch the next four episodes, and we'll figure out just a little bit more. Yes. Oof. Oof. Okay. Well, if you have any really dope theories and you've been following along, no spoilers for this one, because I'm having a great time not being able to figure this show out. <laughs> but... If you have any dope theories and you do not know definitively that they are true, you can email them to us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you just want to email us, yeah. we love getting emails. Can I say real quick, I'm so sorry to Ben. I shouldn't laugh while I say an apology. I'm really, <laughs> truly sorry to Ben because I have not emailed back in a hot minute. I've been very, very sick and like... Big wow, sorry, that's a terrible excuse. I'll get back to you very soon. But yeah, if you want if you want some K-drama pen pals, I'm getting really into that. That's been a new hobby of mine. Ben is my pen pal. We talk about K-drama things. It's precious. I read the emails. Yeah. <laughs> Raquel Eavesdrops. <laughs> it's like a it's like having a pen pal, but instead it's like a novel where you watch your best friend have a pen pal. <laughs> <laughs> Takes the pressure off. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, please email us. Or you can visit our website to find all of our episodes. Leave comments directly on the episodes. You can find you can sign up for our newsletter, which we will let you know when we start a new drama or we will let you know everything that I watched in the month. And you can find a link to our Patreon there. It's all on playonk.com. Yeah, we also are on multiple different streaming platforms for podcasts. So you can check us out at your favorite place to listen to podcasts. It is, uh, you know, the regulars, iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry. And then if you rate, review, and subscribe, it would really help us out. Yes, please. Um... As I said, we are on Patreon. We just reorganized our tiers. So if you want to support us, get maybe some bonus content from us, check us out. Patreon.com slash playonk. Yeah, and uh, thank you so much for listening. You can join us next week uh, for the next four episodes. I'm just going to, you know, you know which four. <laughs> Nine through twelve. <laughs> episodes 9 through 12 of Flower of Evil. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.